0: Back to Mike and Morris's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 129 today. We're going to be talking with the Dreaming Jaguars about DMT and psychedelics. Uh, You can check out their YouTube channel. I will have the link down below the video. Um, And also check out our new website com, and um, i updated everything on there so go check that out as well Uh, but uh, these guys are awesome we had them on episode 50 which seems like it wasn't that long ago but apparently it was 80 episodes ago so uh welcome back paul and justin
1: how you doing how you doing bud good how are you yeah all good all good
0: So uh, a lot's happened since you guys have been on, um, actually, for both of us. I mean, we've both talked to some of the greats in the field. Um, You guys have done some great uh, videos, and, um, you know, you've talked with uh, Aaron Vood and um, Andrew Gallimore and David Luke and all these guys. Um, Since we've talked last, has your feelings on this um, subject changed in terms of what's going on in these realms? Has it... Um, been demystified? Has it added more mysticism? You know, where do you guys stand now?
1: Oh, well, you want to go first, Johnny? I can do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I suppose there have been some changes in um, my concept of, of, of what's happening when we go into the DMT realm. Um, generally down to um, the aforementioned. David Luke and his research at the Greenwich University we're not really at a point where we can discuss that um we can can
2: kind of discuss we can kind of discuss what we can kind of discuss what we had agreed with Pascal and David without giving away the actual meat and potatoes of the thing but you can we can definitely talk about what we did yeah yeah
1: yeah, and the uh, the lead up to meeting Dave, which was quite, that was amusing. And then, um, so Dave Luke, is obviously a professor at Greenwich University and we, we, he was giving a talk in Brighton. So we kind of, for, I think it was, was it Andrew Gallimore, Paul, who yeah, got us in contact
2: yeah, with him. He, yeah, he, he sent an email to Dave Luke and told him who we were and that we just shot the video with him. Um, and for him to sort of give us, you know, five or ten minutes to start, to introduce ourselves and him to us and so on and so forth. And it actually turned out, Yeah, we got there a little bit early, didn't we, to the venue which was with him and we got really, really well. And and off the back of that, he invited us to do uh, an experiment that him and Pascal Michael, um, who is one of his PhD uh, undergrads, um, that they were doing field research into DMT and telepathy um, and he asked us if we'd like to do the experiment that they had put together to find out whether or not there is any telepathy, um, you know, within the DMT experience or can DMT sort of catalyze telepathy and, and, and the whys and what fors, um, which was amazing. It was really, really good. Uh, Justin, you want to carry on with that, and elaborate what we did? Well, I we suppose
1: the, yeah, I mean, from the first point, I mean, Dave was great when we first met him. He's very welcome, very nice guy. And, um, but the talk he was giving was uh, like part history of um, psychedelics, i suppose in the in the big grouping, but the, he brought up something which I never knew, which was the DMT used to be known as was it telepathine, telepathine? Yeah,
2: it was, so, so it was harming so when when the first guys went into the amazon studied the tribal uh, you know the tribal groups that were partaking in the ayahuasca ceremonies, they were trying to derive what chemicals were involved in the brews and snuffs that the tribes were using uh, and obviously they'd isolated dmt and also harmine, and they would they they had started using harming i'm not 100 sure on the facts of it but it was some sort of ayahuasca brew that that the guys that were partaking in the experiment the westerners that were partaking in the in the studies of the tribes that were doing these ayahuasca brews were having sort of telepathic um you know messages about sort of going some you know someone had to go home or ring home there was a message about home and of course someone's then made a call back to 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 america or wherever they were and something had happened and these guys were kind of getting these messages quite frequently within these experiments so they called this brew telepathine um which was i think that's the fact of it justin that's about writing it something like that
0: yeah no i, I know uh, the story you're, you're right that's that's how yeah. it went down
2: so so then Dave, obviously, Pascal is Dave's undergrad student. He's a really great lad as well. We've done a video with him. He's a very, very clever lad. Um, and he's he's now sort of right in the fold with these the big guys, Andrew Gallimore, Hancock, Dave Luke. They all speak to each other and, and Rupert Sheldrake and they pass information between themselves and so on and so forth. Um, and they had put together an experiment based on this sort of historical story of telepathy to try and see whether or not it that telepathy is present within the dmt space um, and they had done 120 studies i think justin so they he that they'd already done this field research with 120 subjects when we met dave and he said we've got like we've got four more to do we and we really want you two to do it so what you need to do is um we would need to have a safe space where both Justin and I could go into the DMT space together at the same time. Um, and that that he would put forward a sort of symbolic link between us. And then we would go into the DMT space and then come out when we come out of the DMT space, instantly be taken into separate rooms and then interviewed and draw sketches of, of our visions, in our visionary state and then of course dave and pascal would then cross-reference those that information to see whether or not there's any you know anything that correlates between the two of us and uh, bizarrely there, there was actually something that was quite sort of shocking really justin wasn't it? Yeah, quite, yeah. It, was, it blew us both away but obviously we can't talk about what that that the content of the experience because they're still putting the paper together and then they're going to release it but Um, What from what we've spoken to Pascal and I've spoken to him in depth, you know, quite frequently. uh, And they've got some really, really sort of staggering stuff that has come out of this this field research that that definitely swings towards telepathy being included in this DMT state, which was really interesting.
0: So that brings up a good question, though. I mean, are you guys familiar with, like, remote viewing and everything that the U.S. government, the yeah. uh, Stanford yeah. Research Institute? And, I mean, because this sounds just like kind of like an offshoot of that, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. And if, if you can yeah. believe that that's um, a possibility within our normal consciousness, maybe DMT and psychedelics might enhance that or open up more of a, a, an open line, if you will.
1: Yeah, Definitely. for sure
2: yes. but it was for me what what was what was more interesting for me is that I had like a preconception because obviously just you know to, to run through the protocol we both had to do various online questionnaires um, which were and some of it was quite you know personal stuff <laughs> thoughts on suicide thoughts on death um, you know the emotions attached to people dying close to us and and, and all sorts of quite Emotive stuff within these questionnaires and then and then a, a lot of it was sort of more behavioral stuff, so where do we sit in the scale of somebody who believes in you know parapsychology and so on and so forth mm-hmm. uh, but they were quite there were four quite in depth studies weren 't there Justin and then we had yes. to do we had to do um, the, the last bit was like a sort of hypno- hypnosis um, you kind of got put under hypnosis from this this little video that they sent where we had to sit and and go through this process. And and I thought, actually, uh, at that point, this is quite serious stuff that we're sort of getting involved in here. But I had a preconception of what may come out of it. Um, And – but the different – you know, I've got quite a lot of experience with Ouija boards, and you always find the answers that come to you in these sort of sessions are – totally different and side uh, you know um blindside you from what you were expecting and what came out of this experiment for me is <laughs> exactly that you know what i mean i had a preconception of what may or may not happen and and, and something di- crazy did go on but it was completely different than what i thought it was going to be which was which was awesome mm.
0: it
2: was very yeah, interesting
0: yeah it sounds fascinating that's awesome that you guys uh, got to participate in that and yeah um, it's good yeah, I mean, all this this research that's been going on has been fascinating. They just even just released um, a paper on the DMT entities the other day. I think like two or three days ago. I've been yeah. spreading yeah. it around, uh, which is like the largest survey they've ever done on uh, what people associate in this realm and stuff. So, but you bring up a an interesting thing too, which is like you know, an Andrew Gallimore who. Since we've had you guys on, we've had on our podcast as well, um, and he, you know, his book Alien Information Theory, you know, mapping these alien worlds and stuff like that. So, um, do you think that maybe that there is an actual dimensional realm that you go to, and that, or do you think it's subjective and somehow we connect the subjectivity between ourselves at some point?
2: You would go for that first, Justin. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's a
0: nice. Uh,
1: yeah, it's a tricky one to go into. The trouble is, is I'm I'm skept- I'm sceptical all the time. So I try and I try not to even think about it most of the time now. And whenever I do, whenever I have this discussion with Paul, he always brings me round and says the old Arkham's razor, whatever the most obvious solution is, and all that. And it's but I suppose off the back end of the stuff we've done with Dave, I'm, I'm starting to um i don't know i suppose i'm starting to look at things differently i'm starting to be a lot more like there's something else out there going on so is there another realm that we're going to this is my thought process on that is the the realm is definitely there whether it's still going within or whether your brain has to create that through the drugs i suppose it doesn't matter to me because whatever the information you bring back from that is always good whether you have a bad one or a good one,
0: mm.
1: so is there another realm? There's, there is, yeah. Is it another dimension? I don't know because I don't ever see it like Paul sees it. Mm. But then, Paul always but then, has this you know, massive entity in, engagement, and I'm not. It doesn't always happen that way for
2: me. No, but but Justin, but what I always miss is you know we're not going to get into an argument here on the podcast, obviously. But uh, <laughs> fight, fight, bring, on, fight. bring on, bring on! <laughs> but, 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 well, but what I sort of say to you is like you know when certainly the stuff that we did with Dave, it's kind of it's kind of undisputable that there was some sort of link there where you what what you saw and what I saw, you know, it, it's almost like undeniable that, that that we saw a similar thing, yeah. And, and and not just what we saw, but the you know, when we can divulge the contents of it. It wasn't just a vision that you saw and I saw. There was a whole sort of set play that played <laughs> out, yeah, that that wove us together in that sort of scenario um yes and and that is something that was going on where you were three feet away from me on a on a on a bed where with, we were in complete silence with two other three other people in the room in complete silence so there is a there, there is a link there is something going on outside of the physical brain i think like like mike you know um sort of just said do we do we think that this realm exists it's difficult to for me to call it a realm because i think that when we're thinking about these things in our sort of five senses waking consciousness the, this whole information structure that andrew gallimore talks about is so infinitely multidimensional that that we can't possibly know the workings of that and probably never will know the workings of that from this five senses perspective so for me it's like it's not like us and we had this conversation the other day justin didn't we it's not like a realm like you're here and then you go there i think there's an infinite splicing of these dimensions and this information structure that we that that uh, it's very difficult to explain but you know what i mean it's um it's a multi-dimensional information structure that is beyond our comprehension to even fathom and we are lucky enough to be able to glimpse into whatever that is at whatever level that is when you sort of partake in these experiences that's my thoughts on it and i think like i said justin makes a good point i've kind of given up trying to pigeonhole what that is because i just don't think it can be done i think you can just you know um take take sort of some some comfort in the fact that there's more than we know
0: yeah, I guess, my, but my question just lied more within the idea that is it subjective in your connect? Like, okay, so Justin just brings up the point that he's skeptical. I mean, I'm skeptical too. I think you, if you're looking for truth, you have to yeah, be, you gotta be skeptical because yeah. you have to be it's able normal. to discern what's real, what's not, what's possible, what's not, what's tangible, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, I would say to this, though, mm-hmm. another – part of this experiment would have been to find out too. then have people that have never talked to each other they don't know each other's mannerisms they don't know each other's uh, history or anything like that um, you guys have spent a lot of time together you guys you know do the channel and everything you guys are friends um, so you would have to have a control uh, where yeah you know, but
2: see, see to just yeah, but to interject on that, Mike. See, what what came out of this experience wasn't something like, "Oh, what did you do last week?" Oh, I went to the, sh-. you know, it was nothing like that. No, no, a, I know, but I'm, I'm I'm paying. saying just having
0: that intimate knowledge of somebody else's personality, I think, could affect yeah. you if, if you're doing it. And I'm not saying what you guys, I'm, I'm saying it's important what you guys are doing. I'm just saying you have to, to, if you're looking for truth, you have to look at all options. So if you're doing an experiment, I'm sure, and I, I'm, I'm I'm I would assume that they've looked at this. That you have two complete strangers doing the same thing as well as two people who know each other doing the same thing
1: possibly yeah i mean we i've got hang on a minute i've got an interesting uh uh, an interesting thought to put in on that which i was thinking about earlier so exactly what you're saying there uh mike is the um the connection between me and paul would mean it would be easy for us to maybe come up with something together and paul rightly said it wasn't anything like that which it isn't however I'm pretty sure I can talk about this as well. Prior to going in on that on that visit that I had a, a symbol was put in front of me and it wasn't put in front of me in the usual way was where it's moving um and then it just you either go through it or it cha- changes something it literally was spinning and then it just stopped mm. and it stopped to the point where I, even in my dmt state I looked at it and I went oh my god I can actually fully focus on this thing and identify exactly what it looked like Then um, when I went into that thing with Paul and I can't talk too much about what I saw but I saw that same symbol in a different part of my venture in and then I listened to a pod or a podcast that uh, Pascal posted this morning. Yeah, well, it was, it was his
2: speech Breaking Convention in 2019,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, so in 2019, yeah. So he did, they filmed him doing this podcast. And on that podcast, the first slide he put up of the first person they tested of the picture that that guy drew was exactly the symbol that I had seen when I went in with Pascal in the room and the time before. So if you're talking about telepathy, between me and Paul, that's one thing, but what there's, there's in my head, I've gone with it like, well, maybe Pascal would, was putting that video, or no, he wouldn't be putting it together, but maybe he was thinking about on, it, or that was hang the on, so, that, that came through to me in that way. Mm.
2: Hang on, hang on, Justin, so, just so, hang on. so so this, so what Justin's talking about wasn't a podcast, it was Pascal's lecture at Breaking Convention, that's and right. this, yeah. so what he so obviously, obviously, Breaking Convention in August of 2019. And, and it's just been put onto YouTube a couple of days ago, um, and and obviously he's talking about I think what you're talking about, Mike, the biggest field study of of DMT um, entities and and you know the contact therein, mm. and he was putting up slides of uh, talking about the visions that that some of the participants had had, had obviously seen. And one of the slides that he put up is what Justin had seen is this specific symbol. Now, going back to what you were talking about, about control within this experiment, um, Justin, they, they were very, obviously they had to be very guarded about what we, what, what, what do. we would, what, what, we, what they would do, what the protocol is. And of course, there are, I'm guessing, behind the scenes, potentially hidden triggers that, that Pascal and Dave, are trying to implement in that. So it's not just the telepathy, but perhaps between Justin and I, but perhaps Pascal and David put a s- certain set of um, you know, triggers in place that perhaps they were trying to impose on oh. the situation as well, yeah? Oh, shit, I might have just busted that open. Well, you know... <laughs> yeah. well, I, I'm, again, I'm, I'm just guessing here. I don't know. And, and I'm just like, but for you to see that symbol... Right, which is quite you know, if you're talking about this, this, these realms stretching beyond time and you know, being outside of time and space, then it, something that was seen or done last year could quite come, do you know what I mean? It, it,
1: yeah, is, yeah, exactly. So,
2: very interested, but yeah, I hope I don't anyway, let's stop talking about, about that
1: because we might yeah. should have, probably <laughs> might not have had to mention that. Yeah, you might have to cut that bit. Out. I think you're fine.
0: <laughs> i don't even know what he said that was true so i mean you you two know because you guys did the thing but i mean i don't think yeah he...
2: well well we we knew very little all we were told is that they would turn up we would they would weigh the dose we would sit down together we would do the experiment and then we would be interviewed about our fight you know what happened to us during that was it that is it that is it that, that's all the information that we had so what goes on and went on behind the scenes is uh, is anyone's guess
0: yeah, yeah. i have but it's interesting it was interesting I think that there's a lot of cool experiments you could do. I mean, I even had a thought, um, I don't know, who, who were we talking to? I think maybe Mike Brancatelli from Mycadelic or maybe it was somebody else. But I was saying a cool experiment would be to extract using mimosa hostilis and then have somebody do that and then have other people do uh, acacia extraction and see if there's archetypal differences between, like, the Amazon and, like, the Middle East area um, where yeah. you might have <laughs> – um, in the Amazon, you might have different, you know, <coughs> you see jaguars and rainbow serpents and stuff like that. Maybe the acacia from the Middle East might give you some sort of mystical religious experiments. And that's where the three well, Abrahamic religions well, come from. Or dog-headed you know? human. Yeah, well, something. I can, kind
2: of, I can kind of elaborate on that a little bit because obviously we've only ever abstra- extracted from mimosa, and I have had, in fact, probably more often than not, egyptian and sort of middle eastern uh entity mm-hmm. contact more so than anything from well i've had obviously Am- like you know mayan and aztec sort mm, of yeah. yeah so so that's interesting Interesting. It, yeah.
0: one of our buddies emailed us or a listener to the show and said uh same thing about he never really studied ancient civilizations and stuff and he did dmt and saw all this crazy aztec um you know symbolism and iconography um and his thought was that maybe that's where they came up with it was doing these substances and then creating this culture oh, um, yeah
2: 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah well we've said that in regards to we've had hindu yeah. you know hindu hindu gods and goddesses i mean you know that's kind of the construct that you can draw upon after the experience to, to, to try and put some sort of um, you know substance to what you've seen so and all of the all of the religious archetypes have kind of come up in one way or another and yeah we've we've both said that yeah
0: yeah like i said i was just curious i mean i so yeah i mean you saying that makes me think that maybe there's
2: definitely where that comes yeah you
0: you saying that makes me think that maybe then there's nothing to it if you're doing mimosa and you're experiencing you know Egyptian stuff, so I mean, maybe there's nothing to it. I just thought that maybe if there's something in the material plane of things that's connecting it, maybe it has to do with the actual plant that's being used. But uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I yeah think I'll use, does does anyone know
1: house. anyone who's extracted it from the acacia? Then.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm sure I see people talk about it online. I've never actually right. talked to somebody. I think people have. I, I've talked to people that have done it. VIK yeah, I think, think, think most the most pre- prevalent, right? I mean, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It, it's the easiest, to, it's the most common, and, and I think it yields a higher quantity of DMT, which is why it's used more often than not. I think.
0: Huh. Um, so you yeah, so you guys have done a, a lot since uh, we've talked now. Um, why don't you talk about, you know, we were talking a little bit off air about Graham Hancock. Why don't you guys talk a little bit about um, what you're maybe going to be doing with him? So. Uh, yeah, but basically,
2: yeah. The, the, the deal was that, that the interview with Graham um, couldn't happen at that time for one reason or another. Um, so... We said, okay, well, let's reschedule it. Uh, and then, of course, the virus situation kicked in worldwide um, and that really put pay to it. But mm. I, I've spoken to him recently via email and he's very keen uh, for us to to do that interview with him. So as soon as, you know, we're allowed to move around in the UK and, and mix with strangers and so on and so forth, um, mm. we're going to do that interview, basically. Uh, but it will be a DMT-based um, interview. I think Justin's got some, you know, um, ancient mythology stuff that he wants oh. to throw at him. Um, Shit, also, yeah, actually, I wanna look at that stuff for We're also gonna take um Rick Voot with us as well because that's his you know, that's his bag, so he can come at Graham from that perspective and he's you know he's he's really excited mm-hmm. to get involved. So they're already in contact anyway here. them 2 aren't they?
0: Like, yeah, yeah, he was the he was yeah. the author of the month for the book for, yeah. for yeah, episode, nice. Which is a high honour, I mean you know, Graham Hancock, Fingerprints of the Gods, Magicians of the Gods, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, he's a legend. I can't wait. He, he's he's going to be one yeah. of my favourite to, to interview.
0: Have you guys read his newest <laughs> one, yeah, America, before? No, no, I've not read it yet. But I've,
1: I've been watching all the YouTube stuff about that.
0: Nice. It's a fascinating book. Um, yeah, is it? Yeah, I mean, because that's a, you know, kind of a hot topic right now, too, is who were the first. Oh real sure. america or people to land in what's now america you know was it you know it was always the clovis first uh paradigm but now that's been shattered by all this evidence and i'm sure you guys see graham hancock tweeting about uh-huh. it and yeah um, but yeah i mean his 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 books are amazing and um you know hopefully maybe we get to interview him one time too on here but uh yeah, yeah nice. you guys uh you know get in there and and, and do the work you know that'll, be an, that'll be an interesting stupid. interview Oh, we'll pave the
2: way for you, mate. We'll pave the way for you, boys. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful, put it in the word.
0: We we know, you know. Oh, um, for sure, for sure, Surely, Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I want to talk now a little bit about um, what you guys are doing, right? Because you guys are kind of re not relaunching. You guys have always still been putting stuff <laughs> out, but uh, you've been on a little hiatus with all this virus stuff going on. So, what do you guys have in store going forward with your YouTube channel and what you guys are doing? Well,
2: I think we 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 what we need to do is we need and as you guys are Tube is that yes we've got a sort of a really decent subscriber count and and video views per video based on the fact that we've only put a handful of videos on we've kind of got a good successful channel I think but I think it, it has to be more um, you know consistent we need to become more consistent with the uploading we need to treat it like a, a TV program on the, on the TV it needs to be on Sunday night at 9pm every week and people need to know that that's when they're going to get that content so that's something that we've got to work on um, but yeah I mean I think <coughs> we're, we're both more comfortable now in front of the camera which is which is making things easier with regards to doing the videos and we're trying to sort of throw you know, a bit more creativity at it, and, and and in the meantime, sort of mix with these big wig players in this um, in this genre, and try and sort of get as much uh, interaction with those guys as possible, and get as many of them on the on the on the shows that we do. As often as we can, you're and breaking up. Then, you're breaking and up a we little. If we get Graham, pull. that kind of it's going to skyrocket. So, am I? Okay. How's that? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hello. That's a little Hello. Better. Hello. Yeah. It, it, it's. I think it's just it's ramping it up, Mike. To be honest, we need to ramp it up and, and make it something that is is a bit more structured. I think for us.
0: So you mentioned something that I think is probably the most important thing if when you're doing YouTube is the consistency thing. I think. Um, yeah. Cause it's not even just about your, the people that watch your stuff, which, you know, obviously we all appreciate all of our listeners and fans and stuff, but it, it's, it's like the algorithm too. You know, if you keep putting stuff out there, it'll keep bumping you up. And I mean, you you guys have some high production, uh, videos. So I think that, you know, you're right. If you can dial, you know, keep adding one or two a week or whatever the case may be, I think you guys will be right up there. Um, you know with some of the top channels on the subject but i think that it's its own beast you know and you got to kind of play the game uh yeah
2: definitely definitely yeah yeah i I totally agree with that i say we've we've been dabbling with it we've not been consistent which is pretty much the story of our lives to be honest with you in in every endeavor that we we undertake um
0: (laughs) well it's hard when you guys you weren't allowed to go outside and most of your stuff's predicated on you know walking around in nature and yeah, yeah yeah exactly
2: exactly although we did as well we we still did though just we just sort of, you know a little bit more covert about it, but I think the you say, might consistency wise we've we've got to nail it on a weekly basis, and then hopefully we'll start to see the numbers really go up
0: hmm. yeah i uh i think that uh it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward with all this, but um you know, you look at the way businesses operate and stuff like that. And, um, there's probably gonna be a lot more people working from home and, and that kind of a thing. Yeah. So, um, hopefully people that are doing digital stuff, whether it's YouTube channels or, you know, podcasts or videos, whatever the case may be. Um, Maybe there'll be more and more eyes, you know, because more people will be drawn towards that uh, side of things. But um, I think
1: think the end goal, Paul, is to do a blooming Netflix movie or something like that, isn't it? A full on documentary
2: yeah i think i think yeah sorry yeah so i mean i think if we can get the exposure with the channel and kind of get the message out there and it really takes off and we you know we do get up into the high numbers of subscribers and viewers per video then you kind of use that as a platform as many do to obviously reach the big guns when it comes to something like putting a documentary together like a full-on documentary for, for someone like netflix that that would be and get the funding to then travel to different places around the world and shoot with different people and go into the amazon and do the ayahuasca ceremonies at the retreats and all of that sort of stuff that that would be that would be ultimately you know a fantastic opportunity and 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 the end game if we could say we've done that um then we'd be happy happy bunny i think <coughs> that yeah. would be
0: awesome yeah i mean i th- there's obviously a big market for that kind of stuff. I mean, I think that, um, you know, th- there's ways to do it too. I think you're right. I mean, I, if you can get the right format and the right people, um, cause right now there's really, I mean, I'm trying to think like credible, I mean, Hamilton's pharmacopoeia is probably the best thing on TV in terms of, all of this stuff, you know, yeah, yeah, What's out there, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a market out there for sure if you can dial. And that then in. you've got
2: like Mitch, obviously Mitch Schultz, who shot the DMT Spirit Molecule documentary. Who's, I think, he's doing another a DMT Spirit Molecule Part Two, which is obviously with all the up to date research and um, and he's obviously spoken to a lot of the guys that we we spoke to. So I think, yeah, there's not people falling over themselves to produce this kind of stuff. But there is a niche market for it that if, if, it's, if we hit it at the right time, as this thing grows and becomes exponentially more popular, what with obviously mental health, you know, the mental health aspects, I think that's driving it to a good place uh, with the likes of MAPS and so on and so forth that are, and King's College Hospital, that are, oh, sorry, Imperial Hospital that are coming out with all this fantastic, um, you know, evidence to support benefits of mental to mental health through psychedelic um therapies yeah that's really driving it in a positive direction
0: yeah i mean i uh you're i mean i've i'm living proof that psychedelics can help you with mental illness so i mean i i mean i don't know about the whole i think that they're probably going to do a lot of research with the dmt but right now they just passed i think 90 percent uh, positivity with the PTSD and MDMA through maps that just came out. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, my personal you know experiences with macro doses of psilocybin and my OCD has been profound. Um, you know, anything that can take you out of your day-to-day consciousness and help you reevaluate your your thought processes and, and yeah. stuff like that. I don't even think it's you know it's not like something you take. And it just makes you better. I think that's the no. assumption people have with like pills too. That's that's not the case. You have to gotta put the work in. You got to take these things and then yeah, yeah evaluate yourself, know thyself, you know, um, that kind of yeah. a thing. But um, yeah, but it'll be it's interesting to see where it goes. Like being wrenched.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like you say. It's like it's that. It's that being wrenched out of your habitual daily. Ray, you know routine and sort of being able to view your behavior from a different perspective and, and view yourself from a different perspective it kind of puts the the you know the the screwdriver in the gears of the machine and shakes everything up to to reboot it i think is kind of the, the premise of it but yeah so that the, from that respect it, it, it is going in a more positive direction and once the mainstream pick up on that and really is it isn't a report from the states i can't think what his with is, is it michael there's a guy who was on road podcast. He's like oh, yeah, Michael Pollan.
0: Yeah, Michael Pollan. You know, cha- uh, uh, How to Change Your Mind is his book. Um, you know, while, while that's great, I think that, you know, that's pushing the agenda forward a little bit. It's also like, well, you know, maybe I would have picked somebody a little bit different, but the fact that he's a journalist and, like, normal people are going to read that, Um, yeah you know that's a good thing but then it's like if you know what you're talking about it's like well what is what are you trying to say here you know like so
2: yeah i mean i I haven't read the book to be fair but i think like there's there's definitely two derivatives of this of this field of, of of interest one is that maps mental health perspective and then the other is the consciousness uh you know diving into the depths of consciousness to try and see what what reality is made of that sort of aspect from it as well so two different yeah,
0: yeah. so is in terms of are you guys going forward still gonna pretty much just focus on the DMT stuff or are you guys also gonna be entertaining other psychedelics or
1: I'd definitely like to take it down to, Take I mean, like you guys have been posting about. You've been doing the ancient Greece stuff, and um,
0: mm. we're all over the place, my man.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I enjoyed it. The Easter Island, all of those things. I, I love listening to it. But uh, nice. trouble is, is, I'm at work and I've got it in the headphones, and you've got slideshows coming up as well. So, I, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's it's still interesting. So I'd like to kind of offshoot. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I'd like to offshoot from where like we you- take an now. I mean, we've done. We haven't posted any of the COVID, but we've had discussions about COVID and, uh-huh. and what our thoughts and feel I mean, they go up and down what we think about what's going on
0: with that right now. But mm-hmm. well, we've been very I mean? conscious of, about that because we didn't want to get our. I, I know some of these videos are getting flagged. Just to, well, you know, I, don't, the, I don't even think anything we'd be saying would be that risky. But you're right. I mean, with the climate of things, and that's another thing. With uh, yeah, A2.
1: you're right. I've noticed that a lot of things just getting shut down at the moment. And and
0: to that regard. Stay tuned. Me and my buddy are working on something right now. There'll be a platform soon where you can talk about all that stuff and not worry about it. And not so. get reprimanded from it. Um, and, and I think it'll be beneficial to all of us in this community as well, you know. Yeah. For sure. you guys, so.
1: I think with regards to what we want to do, I think we definitely need a we need to build a website and we need to like build our clients up and start providing you know. I don't know what. You, are you guys selling merch? Are you doing anything like that? I know you've we're got probably, Patreon.
0: We're gonna, we're gonna, we have Patreon. We're going to be probably getting into the merch thing. Um, we're working on different things. Actually, you mentioned documentary. Maurice and I are working on some stuff as well. Um, nice. Not necessarily about psychedelics, but you know, consciousness related. Um sure. And um, Maurice is obviously a, a photographer and videographer, but. Um, so we're looking at that. I I got this thing on the, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I don't want to say too much, but there's there will be an app out somewhat soon, uh, you know, like I to to cover all of these topics and uh, cool. people will yeah, be cool. able to, people will be able to sell their merch, you know, uh, friends of ours will be able to kind of get in there and, and do their thing and uh, interact with people, so uh, that'll be nice. But in terms of you know, growing the business side of things. I, I look at it like more organically, like what is their, you know, if somebody says, hey, do you guys have T-shirts? Well, you know, like let's consider that now kind of a thing, you know, where yeah. I'm not out for the business side of things. I think that uh, as as your fan bases grow, there are opportunities to um, give people what they want and make a few bucks as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if you guys had a, do you guys have a Dreaming Jaguar shirt with your logo and stuff? Yeah
2: Justin Justin just got one recently for his birthday didn't you from uh, from his birthday Yeah Maxine, uh, one,
1: mate. so the yeah the tattoo and the, like- and, the, and the actual logo he's he's now on a black t-shirt and it's um, yeah it looks pretty cool Nice Yeah it's,
0: it's a gonna cool be in a logo, video,
1: I like Paul. that Paul, it's going to be in one our next video, isn't it the one down uh,
2: Arundel. Yes yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so we've done a yeah we've done a video with us too. we kind of I think we're just kind of like experimenting at the moment with what we're with what we're doing on the videos and start, just trying to see what works and, and what yeah. doesn't work. But I think with the merch stuff and with all of that sort of side of thing, like you're right, Mike, it has gotta be organic. But it's kind of if you can make if you can make that side hustle you, you, then you're able to do this on a more permanent basis and it oh, can become sure. more of a structured thing, can't it? Which is probably what we need to do to give it the structure, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, but, that, that yeah. makes a lot of sense.
0: Unfortunately, the money frees you up to put some more time into your passion, which we all yeah. would like to do. Yeah, yeah sure. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. I
0: think, um, I think that when you when you, you know you talk about like this this money side of things for for us, the whole thing with starting the podcast was let's put credible conversations and information out there, let people decide, you know, for themselves. There's a lot of stupid stuff and just you know you see the articles and stuff that I was like well who, who who would do that you know so like i was just reading all this stuff i'm like well, let's put some credible stuff out there so let's do this podcast and then from there it's like you try and stay true to what's going on but you also want to grow so i think that the whole money making thing look you need followers you need fans you need people to, to invest in what you're doing so you know you can help make their experience better um, yeah but also um you know take care of yourself in the process i mean nothing's free uh, if you're an artist yeah, exactly. you're, you're not giving out free art you know as your content creator you're you're probably not giving out free content so that's, that's a whole yeah. you know thing that you know you go over in your head and just make sure you're not like taking advantage of things but you're also staying true to the word and that kind of stuff so that's just the way i it's like <laughs> yeah. a balanced thing
2: yeah definitely
1: yeah, um, I mean the fi- the financial side isn't an important thing right now. We've got other stuff going on, so no, it's, for um, sure, for sure. Yeah.
0: it's
1: about getting out there, I suppose, isn't
0: it? Yeah, and I think too, you know, um, by getting <laughs> stuff out there, I think you know your your logo's awesome. So if you get you know some shirts yeah, out cool. there, I'll I'll buy one for sure. So <laughs>
1: awesome!
0: Is that your uh, dog, Justin, here in the background? <laughs> what, just barking? Yeah, everyone's <laughs> running
1: upstairs. Probably bath time. <laughs>
0: So uh before I don't know you guys have a little bit of time left or how much yeah, time? You? Yeah. Sure. Okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so when you look at the where all this is going, the research, all these experiments and all these different things, um do you think that we're gonna have some sort of answers or do you think it's just this thing where we're just doing our part to, you know, like sister, just think, push uh, push the boulder up the mountain kind of a thing and just let I'll the next think guy the take answers.
1: Over? might i think the answers that we're looking for probably aren't the answers (laughs) that we're going to get so sure it's like the thing about so with from my perspective it's like are we going into another realm who knows and you can't even decipher that but does it do good elsewhere like we've discussed Mm -hmm. you know so those answers might not possibly give us any understanding of the the paranormal or that side sort of thing but it sure does help people who are about to go and find out about the paranormal you know cancer patients or the, the you know the, the soldiers who are suffering and and all of those avenues so i think what i'm looking for probably isn't going to be answered but there will be some massive answers coming from off the back end of where this research is going
2: well i think also i mean if you look at this um it's extended state research that that has got has been given the go ahead at Imperial College and they are obviously coming at it from a scientific perspective more so than the DMTX guys in Colorado who are sort of going down the, you know, the, the consciousness route. Um, who knows what will come from that? I mean, we, we were speaking to somebody re- recently and one of my questions was that, you know, it, the guys at Imperial College, um, Dr. Cartwright-Harris and, and, and these Chris Timmerman, the, when they do their breaking convention um, you know, lectures, it's very hard-line science. But they have to be hard-line science to the, the general public and to their investors, I'm guessing, because obviously they need to get the budget so they, they need to get the permission to do the work that they're doing. So it's a very hard-line science. It's all about the, how the brain works, but surely, fr- off the back of these experiences, they must have, which we, I think it was Pascal that we were talking to, they must have sort of like, you know, smoking room conversations where where they think, where they sort of say to each other, you know, is, is this really a fucking portal to another dimension? And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those, those kind of discussions off record. Um, so if you've got the likes of this DMT particularly extended state DMT research that's been commissioned that is going to go ahead at Imperial College London um you know that's going to throw open all sorts of 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 interesting situations we've never had somebody be in the DMT breakthrough state for two hours three hours four hours and obviously Gallimore's you know thought, thought process on that is that he, he's steadfast in that there, it probably it probably does stabilize in that state you're obviously in there for four or five minutes you don't know fucking what weighs up um, but you the longer you stay in there, maybe you do maybe things do stabilize and then maybe this this dialogue with these entities or whatever they are or whatever it is, this collective consciousness or whatever is going on in that state, um, maybe the, maybe it does throw open the doors to some sort of meaningful manageable dialogue and then God, who knows where that could go maybe 10 15 20 30 50 years in in the future if they're looking to do that now then maybe that that will be what proves you know parallel uh, the multiverse or whatever these scientific theories have been for the last sort of 10 15 years Mm. who knows really who knows
0: yeah it's interesting and what's fascinating to me is i kind of judge things based on different people's perspectives so a lot of times when you're talking about like metaphysical things, and I hope you don't take offense to this, but it seems like a lot of British or English people are very pragmatic. They do not like to go out on the limb. Oh, I you know, there are UFO people in, in Britain that do good, you know, research and look into all that kind of stuff. And I you know, we've talked to different people, but it seems like British people are very pragmatic. So when you have this many British people saying that there's something crazy going on here, um, yeah. you know as opposed to let me put let me put it into perspective so I just feel like American people are more open to crazier metaphysical mystical ideas um, and it seems like British people are a little bit more reserved in the, in that regard and even if you like even in regards to, like religion and stuff like that as well um, do you guys feel like that's part of your culture growing up or do you feel like um, and this is just my senses too i don't even know if this is a thing this is just the feeling that i've gotten from watching documentaries and listening to people talk and that kind of a thing Um, i feel like english people are a little bit more reserved when it comes to talking about these metaphysical concepts is it so do you think that there's something ingrained in your culture or what do you think's going on there Mm.
1: justin i I, I agree with you we are we're definitely yeah i agree but but it's not something that they don't people don't talk about it's just generally You'll, you'll talk to someone and briefly get onto the subject with someone you would never have thought would have been into psychedelics or the metaphysical you know a, you know paranormal any of that stuff and then all of a sudden just takes that little bit to break open and, and and get to know someone that way I think but like you said yeah we are reserved we don't English people British people generally don't discuss it in that way I think it's um, I think it's a fear of ridicule, isn't it, amongst peers? Yeah, fear that's what it is. Yeah, and, and
2: British people, look, British people definitely hold their cards more close to their chest when it comes to talking about outlandish topics, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Where that comes from, I don't know. Maybe possibly something, you know, maybe from the from the wrath of the church, maybe many moons ago. It's kind of that, you know, the, the the witchcraft sort of um, aspect of our history. Whereas you would. Be, be killed if you were seen to be, you know, a heretic or whatever. Maybe it's that arm of the church mm. that kind of has driven it underground a little bit. And it still probably is a little bit underground. But like Justin said, you, you, I've come across people recently, you know, parents at my kid's school that that have happened to see... The Jaguars YouTube channel, and, and they are people that are business owners that you would just never in a million years think that they've got any sort of interest in this kind of line of thinking. And then they really want to get into the conversation and they're really fascinated about it. And it's like, so yeah, it, it's, a, it's a kind of underbelly, um, subculture sort of topic that actually probably a lot of people do think about, they just don't talk about it until they mm. meet someone that they can talk about it with, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, um, that does make sense. And I think that, that, like I mentioned, it was just something that I've noticed because, you know, you've got you guys, you've got Dick Khan, you've got, you know, Aaron Voot, you've got all these um, people making, you know, all all the researchers you just mentioned from, like, Imperial College and all these people writing all these books and stuff like that. Um, Part of what you mentioned I did get the sense of. It's almost like the way I think about it is like this. You almost – over there, you guys probably look, and, and not, I'm not talking about you specifically, but as a collective, as America is like your little brother or something like that. And that if your little brother sees something crazy, like right now we've got all this crazy UFO stuff going on. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to that at all, um, but uh, our, sure. Pentagon, yeah, well, our Pentagon, our yeah, Pentagon acknowledges yeah. that there's stuff in the sky that they don't know what it is. We have videos of them from our our most you know forward-looking infrared systems uh, that exist. Uh, that we know of and there's these objects. So, you know, you have immediately in in America, you have a lot of people believing, oh, UFOs are, are real. Um, and then you have a small portion saying, oh, it could be our secret technology. You've got another little portion saying that, um, you know, maybe it's another country, you know, so you've got all these different little factions. But a lot of the people are are kind of coming together like, oh, this this is a real phenomenon. Um, and when you talk to people over in Britain on the subject, there are researchers, there are people doing the thing, but it just seems like it's not a, is a big of a deal. So if there was weird things in the sky in Britain, uh, I think that it would be reversed. But in the, in the sense, I like I said, I just feel like. British people kind of look at America as almost like their're little brothers and maybe that's part of the psychology of it too is like oh we don't want to believe what these crazy people over here are thinking kind of a thing and I don't mean it like disparaging me either I just mean like in terms of psychologically
2: yeah I think, I think there are I think there is there is a quite a big UFO community over here I mean but I think it's like say I think it's still that um, it, it's still the under the subculture thing mm. but I think um, yeah, we have heard about it. It's the, the Tic Tacs, isn't it? It's the infrared, the Pentagon released the videos of the of right. the, the fighter jets. with the, Yeah, it was on the news. It was on the news, but it's Yeah, They
0: were released a few years ago, but then the Pentagon just came out and said they're real, we don't know what they are. Yes. That kind yeah,
2: of- yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe, Mike, just throw a little conspiracy in there. Is, this, is that the prelim to this fake alien invasion
0: that's meant to have, that take <laughs> yeah, place? Uh, the old Werner von Braun uh, on his yeah. deathbed, uh, you know, <laughs> the last yeah, great man, threat is crazy, from space kind of a thing. It'd be yeah, a good time yeah. for it, too. Right well, now. yeah, for sure, mate, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. So watch out. What about you guys? Have you guys ever seen anything alien in nature, UFO in nature? I know Dick oh, has seen quite I a f- few things when we talked to I've, him recently.
2: Yeah, I've seen a I've seen a UFO definitely, and, and um, we, I was in Ibiza on holiday uh, with 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 my mates, who was only eighteen, twenty, um, and coincidentally, a friend of mine who was who was working in Ibiza happened to be staying at the same apartment block that we were staying at, so we. It was the first day we were there. It was about six o'clock in the evening. And, and there was a bit of, uh, we were getting our bags out and so on and so forth, getting all of our clothes out, ready to start our holiday. And there was banging on doors and so on and so forth. And anyway, this lad that I knew from my local town come banging on our door. And he said, look, look at the back, look at the back. So we all went out onto the balcony and about, it was kind of wasteland, um, uh, uh, maybe a square mile of sort of Spanish wasteland. Mm-hmm. out the back of the apartment blocks in, in, in one of Ibiza's towns. And maybe, well, it's hard to judge, but probably maybe a mile away and maybe four or 500 feet in the air, there were two uh, red lights just sat there. No cloud, no cloud cover at all. Just these two red lights that looked like it could be a plane coming in if that makes, make, you know, that sort of distance of the headlights of a plane. But obviously, uh-huh. there was no noise, no planes, and we watched this thing for about forty-five minutes. It was just two red lights sat in the sky, and there were people um, on all of the roofs, <coughs> on all of the roofs of the apartment blocks. So, out in the distance, we're looking at this thing, and these guys are underneath it, looking up at it, pointing mm. up at it. So it was definitely there. Whatever it was, was there. It didn't make any noise. It was there for about forty-five minutes, and then it literally just winked out over the course of a few minutes just winked out and disappeared mm-hmm. and i wasn't i wasn't on drugs at the time so <laughs>
0: there. i was gonna say the one time you weren't
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was, it was when we talk about it now you know that that's probably the only thing that i've actually seen that i can say you know god no, who knows what that was
0: yeah it's interesting what about what about in the psychedelic state though <laughs> what uh what alien in nature well, okay because like i said we had Dickon. he's mentioned he's sitting in his garden he just hit a few off the old dmt pipe and he looks up and he's seen saucers and portals and different you know the entity some people in, that encounter the entities encounter them as gray aliens or aliens and or alien in nature i think
1: that's something paul and i need to explore to like using it in a because usually we're in a space where it's safe it's comfortable you know what yeah I mean? and also
2: we go into that the DMT stuff, stuff. I think. Yeah, but I mean, we, we I think what, what Dick does as well, and we've spoken to Dick, you know, at, in depth. He does he does a lot of different experiments with his DMT experiments. Like he'll do very small doses, doesn't it? it? You know, he'll do very 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 tiny doses, going right the way through to the breakthrough dose, and he'll do he'll do it in different environments with his eyes open, with his eyes closed, sat ups, laying down. Whereas Justin and I kind of have always gone for the full break through, eyes closed, you know, um, comfortable space, lay back, eyes closed, full yeah. immersion, sort of take away the sensory, um, you know, your, your external sensory perceptions and, and go inward into the space. So we've always done it like that. So alien in nature, yeah, the whole thing's alien in nature, whether or not it's kind of a space alien thing. Oh, well, I've had one experience, that experience with, a, with a, like a starship type thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> i've only had the
1: species the uh the native american species type aliens but i oh.
2: haven't
1: yeah, done it still to this day i don't know what they were i don't about, think
0: uh it. and when i say that i don't mean like alien you're seeing aliens from space i guess that may be more like an interdimensional like kind of what we were talking about before where there's these entities they're probably interdimensional well look let's just be realistic here There's two possibilities. Either these things are external. I mean, there's probably more than two of us, but just for the sake of conversation, there's two possibilities. Either these are manifestations from our own cognitive um, uh, or let's just say our subconscious. Let's just say that these entities are part of our subconscious. That's one option. The other option would be these are external entities, and when we get into these states, We maybe see different, we have different pattern recognition uh, recognition, uh, via our vision or our perceptions, that kind of a thing. Um, So when you look at that, um, these beings would either be interdimensional or they would be manifest, you know, manifestations from within. Um, Now, do you think that you said you had an experience with an entity, uh, Native American entity? um did it feel like it was alien in nature i mean obviously the whole thing probably feels alien but did it feel like um it was its own separate thing or did you feel like it was all part of this one thing
2: yeah there 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 is i there are definitely levels to that as well so um there are entities that feel like they are part of a show, Does that makes sense, and that perhaps that side of it could be um, from, a, a, you know, a, a, an internal perspective that your, your, your visionary part of your brain is completely smashed to pieces during this experience and you are trying to uh, create, you know, something that's familiar to you to a certain extent. So there are entities within the background environment that are – Somewhat animated, but whether or not they are, um, you know, their own thing or not, is one thing. Is 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 either they are or they aren't. But then I have also had full-on, you know, freestanding in front of my uh, visual field, projecting information, telling, talking, trying to get my attention, and you kind of move to, 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 you know, to take on a different perspective and they draw you back around and they, they are one, in my opinion, 100%. It's either a part of my brain and my consciousness that, that I don't understand, right? or, or it's something else that is external, that is there and within that environment too. You know to get your attention into uh, as a freestanding intelligence if that makes sense
0: yeah.
2: definitely 100 percent, and more often than not you know um but but I, I do get a lot of this sort of entity stuff where it's part of the the background noise and you kind of you know dancing creatures or whatever they are within that environment but but yeah the further you go in the more they come out of the out of the woodwork to to be, you know, freestanding intelligence, god-like creatures.
0: And Justin, so you you don't really have the same kind of experiences with entities you mentioned earlier? I don't generally...
1: There's been a few occasions where I've had full-on, right, I can identify that that is that. That is a Native American, however it changed into an alien, or they did, that was in one of them. Or, you know, there's... They don't. I've had the it clown that definitely stood out as the it clown, but most of my information, or and I suppose it's more the they are definitely part of their own thing, Mm. you know. I don't feel um, that I could construct a lot of the things that I see in my brain, I possibly could, who knows? We, you know, it's very clever, um, very clever thing, but yeah, I suppose for me, so they're. They're definitely outside of me. I, I will go that far. They're definitely not my construct. I'm not making that stuff up. I don't believe I am in my brain. And um, but it, I generally don't. Um, the conversation is more empathic. It's more telepathic when it comes across to you. Mm. Yeah. No. Same. Same um, to me.
2: It's telepathic. It's always telepathic. No words are ever spoken. You know, they're not yeah. talking to you. But the, 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 it's it's like an emotional um it's they're pushing emotion on you and you kind of know what they or you're trying to to understand what they're what they're they want you to understand through emotion and you get snippets of their motives if that makes sense sure
1: uh, which but is it's still, where the but, extended state comes in
2: obviously as we'll which is, more yeah more exactly functionality that. So, yeah. when you're in there yeah do you do, does it stabilize and it does it become easier to to converse with these beings, the longer you're in there, obviously. The,
0: yeah, I think that's you know. an important ex- experiment um, when they can uh, get into that, because I think that being able to interact with these things, maybe it's just not long enough where you can develop that connection, or maybe you know, I think they it could go a few different ways. One of them would be that the entities maybe would leave at some point, you know, during, within that time, they could interact more and give you more information, maybe develop some sort of line of communication that's not of this realm or the other possibility would be maybe you find out it is you maybe by talking to these things, you find out, Oh, this is part of who I am. I don't know what that, that that could still have metaphysical implications too, but that just means that, you know, you're, you're in contact with some unknown part of yourself. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, these are all fascinating conversations and I think that uh hopefully with some of this research and experiments and like the experiment that you guys have done and all this stuff maybe we'll get some answers or at least uh get the ball rolling a little bit further down the hill and uh you know, figure out what's going on there. Yeah, it's interesting times, for sure. Oh, yeah. That, so, that would be uh, cool yeah, so let's wrap it up. Here is uh, there anything you guys want to plug other than your YouTube channel? I'll have the link for your YouTube channel down below.
2: Um, no, not really. I think we just we 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 will have a website soon. I think that's the next thing we need to put together. We can do that. I've had had a new website for my filming company um, put together recently, which didn't take very long. So maybe within the next month or so, we'll have a website, and uh, we're just yeah, we're just going to keep whacking these videos out and become more consistent as we talked about earlier and try and get it out on a weekly basis and, and try and grow the the fan base and see if we can get some interesting you know, interesting conversation going with the people that are watching the videos.
0: Mm, yeah. For sure. Yes. And, and interview well, yeah. the
2: rest of the big guns. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I and mean,
0: you look you guys, I mean, making high quality stuff with high quality guests, I mean I think that's <laughs> obviously the right path. You know, it's just... Uh, it's hard like to any- beat the algorithm. You like anything else, them. though, it just takes time. And, you know, yeah, somebody's got a thousand videos of similar nature. You know, that's just more work for all of us to get to that point, you know, so... Yeah, for um, sure. But, yeah, so check out their YouTube channel. Subscribe. Uh, anybody listening to this on our channel, if you like Psychedelics, you'll love their channel. Go subscribe. Go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, Dr. Strassman emailed me his new... Um, uh, audible is out. Joseph Levy Escapes Death. So go check that out. Go uh, get that Audible. Um, it's it's semi-biographical uh, about his, um, his life. And um, as I mentioned, I built a new website for us. It's uh, uh, mindescapepodcast.com and uh, you can also go through the old url it'll direct you there um, and also our uh, updated our patreon too so it's patreon.com slash podcast for two dollars a month you'll get exclusive content uh, i've got some stuff with peter surestead hughes or peter surestead h and um uh dick Khan. we've got a few things up there of uh, recent so check that out and uh that's it we really appreciate you guys coming on and Uh, Hopefully we get you uh, on sooner than later, and uh, we can talk about the findings from uh, the experiment you guys did. Yeah, that'd be
2: good, man. That'd be good. I think they they were saying about a month's time that's going to be put together. So hopefully, you know, in a few months' time, we can we can come and talk about it
0: yeah yeah as soon as you guys know what's up just let us know obviously we're always free and down to have these interesting conversations uh especially with you guys and um i'm glad we got this in and you guys stay safe out there and uh look forward to your your videos coming up i saw you guys filming so looks like it's going to be some good ones yeah awesome thanks buddy thanks
2: Cheers, Maurice. have a good one guys peace See you later,
0: guys.